Welcome to Truly Rotten Potatoes, Australia's best Aussie hip-hop show where we talk about all the Aussie hip-hop that's been Aussieing out of its hip-hop hole. I'm here, I'm Declan, or MC Declan as they call me, and I'm here with MC Mitchie G. And it's me, Suffer from the Hilltop Hoods. Good to be back on the show, boys. Gunshots for all, and you can have one too. And uh, wait, hold on. This isn't a hip hop show. This is a movie show where we watch films. Uh, what are you talking about, Willis? Well, then what? Then what am I doing here? Suffer, get out of here. Go back to the hilltop hoods of Adelaide. Okay, I will. But hang on. There's some. There's got some kind of bird in my way. It's a swan. Is that? Does he sing? Is that a line from one of his songs? He says, I'll make origami of your lyrics. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's good stuff. What is it? It's a swan. Hey, um, Remember from the nosebleed? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, good one. Maybe it's not from the hill. Who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah, we've also hey guys, got Hayden Quinn from the podcast here today. Hi, guys. It's me, Hayden Quinn. I'm very pleased. Yes! And uh, it's been a long time since we've got behind the mics and just really mm. bared our souls and talked about movies with 0%. What's been happening, guys? Why haven't we done an episode in like four months? Um, I've been really, really busy. Uh, you know, I, I feel like we've all been really, really busy, right? Yeah, yeah. This I mean, show I, I, I is got- a marathon. This show oh takes a lot of working out. And we did it for a long time and it wore our bodies to the ground. That's, the, uh, you know, that is a component of it. You know, it, it, this is a physically taxing, you think it's just mentally taxing, but, you know, the, it, it adds up and starts, you know, you start withering away. They don't call it Australia's toughest podcast for no reason. Yes. And we did it, you know, valiantly for months on end and then it fucking killed us. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I got COVID. I got COVID from this podcast too. It, it was kind of nice watching one of these films again, though. It was sort of, oh, man, it was a good one. It was one to come back to. You know, so often they'd be terrible, but every now and then you get one where you're just like, man, this, this is actually fucking very entertaining. This one, yeah. was, this one was something else, I'll tell you that. And it's weird to watch a movie that you know is going to be bad because I've been watching like a lot of good movies for the yeah. past few months. Um, this is a movie called Left Behind. I believe uh, some people say it came out 2014, some say 2015. Oh, is it that stars, old? It stars Nicolas Cage uh-huh. as a pilot in an aeroplane where while on a trip from America to London – the rapture happens, which seems to mainly affect young children who disappear and also some adults, but like maybe one out of every 30 that we see, maybe it's, it's there's like two people on the plane who yeah. disappear that aren't kids. Now, now what is the rapture? You know, I, uh, I, I can tell you I what know. the rapper is. It's me, Suffer. MC. Oh. Yo, I'm the rapture. I'm the rapper. Hey, there's got to be a rapper whose name is The Rapture, right? I'm sure of it. Yeah. Shout outs to him. Shout out Rapture. Do we have any do we have any air horns? Uh, I have a aerotone. So, if you say the wrong thing, I can go <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's almost like an air horn, isn't it? <laughs> um, so yeah, this is a Christian movie. This is all about religion and being a good Christian little boy. And being um, a Christian boy, and it's based on a book or a series of books, the yes. Left Behind series. Oh. Um, I believe a few movies have been made from these books. I'm not really sure how the rights work. Like, 
Um, but yeah, the guy who wrote this movie and, and somehow got it made um, is currently working on a sequel that is coming out this year. Now, oh Hayden, God. this is true. They've taken uh, an actor called Kevin Sorbo, who was most famous for playing Hercules in Hercules. the TV series Hercules. I remember that guy. Live action Hercules. And then he's probably more famous now for being like a very ardent right wing Christian mm-hmm. um, Twitter pro user. Trump. Uh, anti like like he he would call the democrats the demon rats or oh, something like yeah. that he, so he's, not, he's not only is he guys. on the right side of history he's smart too <laughs> yeah. he's clever yeah and um and he's not only uh starring in the sequel to this movie where he plays nicholas cage's character uh-huh. the the pilot but he's also directing this movie oh, so so he's taken on and i guess it's been what nearly eight years i guess since, yeah, uh, since yeah. this one came out um, and this one wasn't a huge hit. Obviously, critically, uh, it got a 0%, hence it falling onto our Bible. Bit of a shame. Yeah. But um, but it did make probably just enough money for them to eventually decide to make another one. And there was all these rights issues about whether they had the rights to the sequel books or whether he only had the first one. But anyway, it looks like this year there might be another version of this movie coming out. What was um, it called? Rise of the Antichrist? Called Left Rise of the Antichrist, two. which sounds way cooler. Like, mm. uh, I kind of want to see that. I feel like the Antichrist sounds is like just going to be a democratic film. politician, though. Yeah, it's going to be- A guy in a blue tie who's like, I want to take away your guns and abort all your babies. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a feeling it's going to be like, you know, they'll get uh, uh, a lovely Christian woman. They'll get Reba to play like <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Reba McIntyre from the show Reba. <laughs> have you guys seen the Mexican uh, version of that show? No? Mexican Reba? Is that real? Is it Arriba? Yeah, that's what it is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, That's okay. so um, this movie was so, so wait wait this was so, so two questions the yeah. first one is did we just watch the next movie in this chronology of our list uh, yeah was it was one of the next ones yes. yeah we, we were up okay, there cool. we might have skipped one or two but uh, it's not right. like we jumped really far ahead Nice. Yeah. Okay. And then the second question is, was this legitimately like, you know, like for the Christian uh, film market? Like was, was. I it, think so. It yeah. has to be. Yeah. It really, I mean, it's it not It did still written. come out in cinemas, but I think in the I, same I way. I wasn't sure until like, I don't know. Well, I obviously still wasn't sure because I just asked you, but I wasn't, I had no idea what this film was about. Mm. So, so not going in, going into it and not realizing that it was a Christian film. Um, I, at the point where it all started to turn, I I think probably not until the last 15, 20 minutes, I was like, Oh, is this a Christian film? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is, this is the point I figured it out when, so it was left behind as the title. Yeah. And you've got sort of all, all, all these characters start coming in, being introduced. Nicholas Cage is sort of looking at his wedding ring and flirting with a, with a flight mm. attendant. Mm. Well, you know, well, so he's, he's separated from his wife and his wife is very Christian and they make fun of her or the, her own daughter is, is critical of just mm. how Christian she's become. Um, and Nicholas Cage is like freshly separated, I guess. So he still, he doesn't wear his wedding ring while flying. 
and he's starting the the burgeoning part of a relationship with one of his flight attendants who is kind of way too attractive to be even in this movie, <laughs> like like distractingly clearly. She's an Australian actress as well. Me and Mitch recognised her as Nikki Whelan. Nikki Whelan. And she has that look of What's like- What's she in? Because I recognised her as well, but I couldn't think of who she was. She's a she's a, she's a a soap actress. I don't know. What, uh, well, let's go Neighbours. I think Neighbours is safe to say. I think sure. that's, yeah. I'm not 100% sure that. on that, but I, I think you'd almost have to have been. On Neighbours, um, which is about to end as well, 37 years. Oh, Rest in peace. oh really? Yeah. 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 They're just doing the big finale at the moment. They brought back Guy Pearce and Kylie Minogue, but I don't know if Nikki Whelan got a call up. Um, she's in the movie Hall Pass. Have you seen Hall okay. Pass? Have no seen that. It's a comedy from 2011 with Owen Wilson and Jason Sudeikis, and the premise is that they're, they're not very happy sexually in their relationship. They're kind of like, you know, middle-aged, 40-ish or whatever, and they, they, they have a hall pass, which their partner allows them to have sex with someone else. And Nikki uh, Whelan is like one of the, the hot blonde babes in that movie. Mm, okay. um, we did look her, her IMDb up. She has a couple of small roles in kind of bigger films and she's still acting a lot and they're mainly in like Hallmark TV mm. movies. So Christmas movies, um, a few kind of like thriller, horror-y, like the lady across the street type movies. Yeah. Like about cheap, murders cheap in shit. suburbia and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, she was great. Yeah. She, <laughs> she's doing an American accent. She does uh, an okay job at that. And, she yeah, she's distractingly attractive to the point where the whole time I'm just like, it just looks like you've brought someone who's a Sorry, model. Sorry, is Stephen Merchant in Hall Pass? Yeah. yeah. Might be, yeah. He is. Well, that's weird. <laughs> anyway. He's sorry. too tall for that movie. <laughs> yeah. Back to, back to the movie we watched. Yep. So she's, she's a flight attendant. Nicolas Cage is like having a fling with her, even though he's still married to his wife, who's crazy because she's gone crazy with God fever, yeah. with mm. Jesus fever. Let's say she's cheating on her husband with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> they don't really say if they're if they're sleeping together yet, Nikki Whelan and Nick No, Cage. they do. They do. They, 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 nothing's happened yet, but they're right. going to London. To see so you too. To hang out. To see you yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> so Bono can watch them consummate. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they, like, what... The, they have a thing where um, they talk. Nikki Willen's talking to one of the other flight attendants, and she's like, <laughs> she's laughing at one of Nick Cage's jokes, which isn't a joke. It's just a story about like being on a plane. And it's like, hey, I told you the punchline that you see at the end of this anecdote is like, hey, I told you there was only one carry-on bag. And then Nikki Whelan laughs, and the other person's like, "That's a really lame joke." And then that's and, and how you we know that and we later together. find out that 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 person gets saved and sent to heaven during yeah. the rapture. So, you know, obviously we're meant to side with her and not find that joke funny. She's righteous, yeah. and moral. maybe it was a, like an offensive joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Nikki and Nick, we got we got Whelan mm. and Cage uh, have yeah. A relationship, they're not cheating on each other. They're, they're not cheating on their husbands or anything. They're, they're just like liking each They've got a bit of a work crush thing going on and they're deciding like th- we're going to go to London together at the end of this trip, at the end of this flight that we have to do for work and then that's when we'll kind of like mm. start the relationship. They, they nearly kiss at one point but it's yeah. just, and then he interrupts it to show her that he got her sweet tickets and then she's looking at the tickets and then he gets all kind of forlorn and she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, I just thought they'd be like, better seats like a bit closer to the stage <laughs> which was quite funny um i don't really know why nick cage was in this movie 
It didn't have a huge budget. Supposedly it was about $15, $16 million. And most of the movie, you can see that it's quite a cheap movie. Mm. But they do try and like do a plane landing at the end. And I guess that's where the money goes. Well, okay. So the, back to where, where you can definitely tell it's, um, it's a Christian movie is at the beginning, uh, um, Chloe Steele, which is uh, Nick Cage's daughter in the movie. Yeah. That's uh, not the actress's name. That's just the character's name. And uh, she spots Chad Michael Murray from One Tree Hill fame. Yes. Um, and, I, and he's playing a character called Cameron Williams, a.k.a. Buck. Buck Williams. Which I think sounds, is there a porn actress called, a porn actor? That's Buck Angel. Buck Angel, And okay. that's the, 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 the transgender male okay. uh, 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 porn actor who. And so Chad Michael Murray is not in this movie a transgender porn actor. Uh, that's never confirmed or denied. Um, <laughs> Maybe just, that's why they he just don't bring didn't it up. go to heaven. Yeah. Well, that's why he's approached at the beginning by a woman who, <laughs> so I, don't, I can't remember how it starts, but she's like, have you read the Bible? Yeah, he's in the airport. In the airport lounge. Did you did you guys say that he's like a somewhat famous like newsreader or like a investigative reporter? reporter? Yeah, investigative reporter. So, so so that's why this woman comes up to him and is like, "Hey, have you read the Bible?" Because he's famous and he's doing autographs and stuff, and she thinks she can get her piece in there. Yeah, and then uh, as they're having a conversation about whether God is responsible for like floods and earthquakes. Um, Chloe Steele, Nick Cage's daughter in the movie, uh, who is what? She's like mid to late 20s. She's not mm. young, right? She walks in and she's like, um, excuse me, are you telling me that God is responsible for floods? If so, why wouldn't he, you know, and, and just kind of does like- Yeah, like a um, debate lord kind of thing being like, <laughs> yeah. well, actually, why would God be real if, if, if babies get drowned? Yeah, and I guess she's she's meant to represent like the annoying atheist- Who's mm. like, let me come in here with my logic and try and trip you up so you don't believe what you believe. Um, and then because of that, Chad Michael Murray and her uh, have like a nice flirtatious in the little airport coffee shop, get to know each other conversation. And um, and it happens a couple of times. It like it's The mm. movie does not get started for probably 25 <laughs> minutes. Like it really extends the intro for a long time. And it's not that short of a movie. It was like one hour It was 50. almost two hours long. Yeah. yeah. It, it didn't need to be. They really thought we were like interested in these characters <laughs> when we were, we just wanted to see what was going to happen on this plane. I, I, I do like how after that they go to have like a coffee together in the lounge. They have a full conversation. Mm. He says goodbye to her because she spots her dad. Then she, they goes, and, she goes and talks to her dad. Yeah. And then she comes back to a coffee shop on her own and she happens to be sitting like back to back with Chad Michael Murray. No, I think I think he was at that coffee shop. She brings her dad to the coffee shop. He says goodbye, but then he sits at the table behind her so she can't see him. So as soon as her dad leaves, she just turns around. And she's like, oh, you're here? And then yeah. she goes and sits at his table. And he's like, I overheard everything. I, I, I'm I an now investigative reporter. Yeah, your, your relationship with your dad. And then she's like, okay. She sits back with him and they have like another get to know each other, meet cute conversation. And so she she's like flown into town to be there for his birthday, her, her dad's birthday, but yeah. he just has yeah. to work. So he actually has to fly out and this is how they cross paths. She's just flown in. He's flying out. They're in the airport together and she's pissed because um, I don't know her mum's gone crazy with God fever and her dad's flying away yeah. for his birthday. And it's a, is the family mm. falling apart? I don't know. Unfortunately it is. And I think that among the Christian right wing in America, 
the dissolution of the nuclear family is one of the things that they mm-hmm. see as like a loss of Christianity, a loss of community, a loss of like what it is to be American. The American way. Yeah. So I think that's what that represents. They're, they're looking at this family crumbling apart and it's not crumbling apart because of like drugs and immigration. And mm-hmm. it, it's just because one person has gone a little too horny for Jesus, and the other one is like, <laughs> uh, I'm a pilot. I have to like. Fly I've been up there in the sky. There's no God. Often. I fly past <laughs> yeah. those clouds every day. Yeah, one one believes in the man in the clouds, and one <laughs> is like, I yeah, that's my work, and he ain't there. Um, when we say it's a rapture movie, it's not like an apocalyptic fire and brimstone, um, devils walking among us. It's no, this is horsemen. the end. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just at one point out of nowhere during the flight, um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a flash and two kids <laughs> and three people on the plane are gone. <laughs> but it's like in a very comical way. And again, not knowing the premise of this film at all, when it got <laughs> to that point, just seeing, so she's, She's also got a younger brother called Raimi. You know, yeah. Called called what? Raimi. Raimi. Raimi okay. is the, the the kid's name, which is not That's a first a fantastic name. Fantastic. And I'm not sure if he's meant to be like a little bit uh, shit, autistic, <laughs> special. Or like, yeah. Just, well, I mean, he's just kind of written in this way where he's like, well, what was his first line? Or, or she, that line she brings at the him a present, and she brings him a baseball. Um, it's the glove. new baseball glove that I uh, I've been asking about. Yeah, yeah. The the classic exposition line. Hey, it's that new baseball glove that I've been asking about for ages and really hoping someone would get me. And then and then he walks into uh, his gr- his mother or grandmother. Yeah, it's his, it's yeah. his yeah. mom. It's his mom who's the the god lady and and he does the same thing he goes mom look my sister got me that baseball glove that i've been asking for which just seems like a passive aggressive move <laughs> yeah anyway he's so a, he's a child they, he's pure of heart and he he also disappears yeah and, so they go out and they they're in the sh- they're shopping together the sister and brother and it's all nice and they're bonding over stuff and they're talking about you know is mum crazy is she you know why is she like jesus so much how weird <laughs> Um, which again is part of the reason why I did wasn't sure if it was like a Christian movie or not because they really fucking bashing their mother for like yeah God mm. anyway but we're it's meant very to f- be on the mother's side I think yeah I think the, the really audience, yeah she oh, I just <laughs> was like because Christians be are the crazy. most you know persecuted people everyone yeah, judges them they okay. have no the they minority have no cultural now. cachet yeah no. they're being they're being minoritized by mass immigration and everything. So that's that we're meant to be the people who go like, oh, it's so bad the way they're treating her. She's right. And everyone else is being uh-huh. kind of mean about it. Okay. Mm. I wasn't reading it that way. I was like, <laughs> God, she must be really, really crazy or something. Yeah. Anyway, they're, they're, they're hanging out and she's like, they're having a good time and she's hugging her little brother. And then when, when the rapture occurs, it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. It's like, there is, there's like a split second flash of light. She's holding on to her brother and then suddenly she's just holding on to his clothes. Like yeah. it's like when you when you're playing around with VHS cameras as a kid in high school, you're like, oh, let's let's like f- pause the tape here, Jump and then cut. you go over there, and then we'll put clothes in you. It looked so lame, but they did it. Like they showed it on the plane and all these different scenarios where people just <laughs> fucking disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not knowing the context of the movie, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> what so what is movies- this movie? Like, like this is the end, the Seth Rogen comedy movie, which came out a couple of years before. 
before this or maybe even around the same time. I think it's around the same time. Yeah. But in that, it's like a, sh- a beam of like white light shoots right. down and people float up, right? Which is mm, like a little mm. more traditional. But this is literally just like flash, they're gone, but their clothes remain. So if you're hu- hugging your brother, you're now just hugging empty clothes. Yeah. And then you're <laughs> like, looked, oh my God, where did he go? comical. I mean, it probably wasn't helped by the fact that I was watching it at 1.5 speed. So everything looked a little bit funnier. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It's just, uh, and then and then to show the kind of um, the horror of like people disappearing around you, they do go back onto the plane and they just show like three shots of just like a pair of shorts on an empty <laughs> <Yeah>. airplane seat, <laughs> and it's just not that horrifying. It just looks funny. It just looks like someone left their laundry out. And you just think about what's happening up in heaven—a fuck ton of naked people just popping into heaven. Like, yeah, naked can't they kids. We- can't they rock up wearing their clothes? <laughs> yeah, I was saying to um, to Mitch that in real life, when you get raptured, um, this isn't in the Bible. This is just what I know to be true. By the way, um, your—it's mainly just your skin and your soul that go. So all your organs and blood and stuff just gushes <laughs> into like. So if you're hugging a child, you basically will think you popped them. Like you're just covered in in organs. I'm remembering. I'm remembering where my head was at at this point, actually, and and yeah, no, I think for for the following forty minutes, I was like. Gee, I wonder what happened. Like, I, I genuinely was like, oh, "How are yeah. they? How are they going to explain this?" It like, is I funny, li- yeah, because like, they the never fuck, quite. What's happened? They never quite. Like one or two characters say, "Like, I remember this from being in the Bible when I was a kid or something." Yeah, but but there's no like preacher who's like, "The rapture is upon us." Only there's the, only only the, the crazy woman at the beginning, right? Doesn't she yeah. allude to it? Yeah, that's the yeah. only time. I but think during that bit where the woman accosts them in the airport and starts talking about it, that was when Mitch was like, oh, is this going to be a rapture movie? Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. didn't. Should, should I have seen that? I don't know. I, like, like, I didn't see it coming and, and it took me forever to, for it to click. I got yeah. very excited once I realized what, what was happening. I was like, oh shit, we're doing it. Yeah. And the thing is that it is quite a small movie in the sense that it doesn't go worldwide. It's just like a couple of characters still living their lives. There's no follow up about like, you know, the kids were stage one and then the next people are the, you know, it, it's just like, no, no, no. Whoever went has gone and whoever didn't go was obviously not a good enough Christian. Obviously the mother character that we meet once does disappear. And so you've got two separate stories, Nick Cage on an airplane whose plot is, or his goal for the movie is now like, I have to safely manage this airplane. They have an interaction. His co-pilot is gone. His co-pilot, co-pilot disappears. And then he, and then he has a small collision with another airplane where both co pilots have disappeared mm. so they're not dodging at all and he doesn't dodge very well and he kind of like skims his wing across this this airplane um sends them all to death by the way anyone who's in that airplane crashes and dies and it know. was full yeah you, you except for full. the two the two pilots um and then so nick cage spends the rest of the movie being like i have to land this plane we're running out of fuel you kind of classic stuff and then down on the ground his daughter is just um, like doing nothing. So she, she, her, her brother's disappeared. Her mother's disappeared. She gets super depressed. She walks around the shops. Some people have started looting clothes because obviously the second you see someone in your family member disappear in front of you, you go like, I got to go to Kmart. I've, I've got to <laughs> smash some windows. Like mm. people are stealing things out of the bags of people that had disappeared and <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. looting their clothes and stuff. The and thing and is cars like, are like smashing into buildings. Everywhere. Because yeah, whoever was driving the car disappeared, so it just keeps going and smashes into the shopping <laughs> center and stuff. Yeah. 
But it's not even mass damage. They find like one car that's smashed into a light pole mm. and a few people are like, you know, looting the mall. Oh, and when Chloe still goes to her car, it gets hit by a plane. Oh yeah, a very That's small, a very small like, plane. What are they called? A beach plane or something? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like one of those one seaters flies out from the sky and just lands in a car park and smashes into her car, which was a pretty cool shot. Yeah, it, it, it went a bit better. By the by, the way, we haven't uh, talked about the other aspect, which is. Who's on Nick Cage's plane? Yeah, that's a fantastic scene as you slowly <laughs> right, yes. get to meet all the cast of <laughs> yeah. colourful yeah. characters on on the plane that we'll get to spend the rest of the movie with. Yeah, well, you get- they do that in this big probably half an hour before anything happens where, yeah. they're, where they're really <laughs> laying down the track of you need to know every single one of these people on the plane. So who we got? We've got... Well, we've got Buck Williams. Right. Uh, handsome, Chad Michael Murray, investigative reporter, star of One Tree Hill. Has a Nick on camera. Has a Nick on camera and, um, and interviews people. And, and and again, he when they disappear, he brings his camera around to get like, you know, exclusive footage. <laughs> and he's literally just filming a seat with a pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> there once was a human on. here and yeah. now there's just pants and shirt. Could this be happening everywhere? Yeah. Um, we've also got a kind of angry little person. Yeah, there's an angry dwarf who is eh, pretty racist coded. Uh, is that fair to say? Yeah, he's definitely judgmental of the little black girl that sits next to him and also the Muslim guy that sits near him. Mm. And he's next to a large black male um, who does disappear, who's one of the only people on the plane to disappear. Yeah, I mean, but his only conversation is that he's like, oh, thank you so much for uh, upgrading me. Uh, um to, to first class and he's yeah. like yeah I mean don't be thanking me if anything the guy you were meant to be sitting next to uh, you should be thanking and I'm like is this a fat joke? Yeah. Is this why you got left behind? It's also important to note that all the characters we meet are the ones in first class and it does show the uh, economy cabin as well but we don't really get to know any of them right? No, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe get- that'll happen in the sequel. Yeah. And then we get uh, the elderly couple who um, oh, yeah. was a nice old man and a woman with dementia. Mm. Um, and I'm, we know she has dementia because she looks at Chad Michael Murray and she says, does she say you look like Frank Sinatra or hey, it's Frank it's Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Which is funny because he doesn't look like Frank Sinatra either <laughs> no. way. So, so she's, she's not, it's not like she's um, doing that thing where you kind of only remember your childhood and you mm. think that you're in the 60s or something. <laughs> she's like lost her eyesight as well. <laughs> she's got yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. That maybe the point is that her husband's just like, yeah, she's so far gone, she can't even remember what Frank Sinatra looks like. <laughs> well, unfortunately, he gets raptured away. Yeah, well, yeah, and does. she's being punished by God. That's why she's got dementia. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because she's not a good person. Otherwise, <laughs> she'd be gone. That's the sad part, isn't it? He's like, maybe God's like, look, I just don't really want people with dementia like walking around <laughs> the gates of heaven. They're not going to appreciate it. They'll yeah. be like, oh, I'm back at home. And he's like, or, no, yeah. you're in the kingdom of heaven. Or he's like, I keep giving her the chance to repent and she can't even, she, like, she, <laughs> not only does she not do it, she doesn't even remember Frank Sinatra. <laughs> We also have the Texan like wheeler <laughs> oh. and dealer businessman who's <laughs> yeah. always out to make some money. But um, he doesn't he doesn't even have any dimension. No. He's not he's not like evil oil baron or no. Like no. Bad well, towards the end of the film he like um he admits that he didn't care enough for his kid and like he was always <laughs> on the phone. He was never there for his child and 
Mm. Um, he was always too busy trying to get the next deal and stuff like this. And well, that's a nice message. And so that guy is sitting next to an Asian guy who at first I thought was a government official because he yeah, says same. something like, he's like, soon they'll be able to have planes that can go hypersonic in six seconds across you know, LA to London. And then the guy's like, He's, he mentions the Department of Defense and the guy's like, oh, tell me about this Department of Defense. What are you talking about? And then he's like, yeah, man, I'm pretty sure they built it from like alien technology. They they reverse engineered it. And so you're like, is he just the, the alien guy, the conspiracy guy? Because he mentions Area 51. Mm. He doesn't have a lot of character besides that. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's just to introduce the idea that someone's got to have an other idea than it's God. Yeah, you need a couple of people to be throwing yeah. out concepts of what so happened. He, he was like, maybe we went we went through a wormhole, maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's aliens abducted everyone. Those are his ideas. And then we have um, the Dominic Monaghan um, yeah. stand-in from Lost, who is just know. a drugged-up English person. The drugged-up English lady. Okay, mm. yep. Yeah, I yeah. think he plays Mary or Pip in one of the two in, in The Hobbit. Uh, in the in the Lord of the Rings, but anyway, uh, in guy. the in the movie Lost, which is uh, in the TV show Lost, in the pilot, they're all on a plane, and it, it similarly introduces you to all these characters. Uh-huh. And Dominic Monaghan is a rock star who's a heroin addict, okay. so he's like runs out of heroin and stuff. They introduce this lady, mm. who where does she pull the heroin out of? She has it tucked away in it's, something. It's in some kind of tube. I don't know. It, was she getting a cigarette or something? And it's like rolled up inside. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, her whole thing is that she's a, a junkie. Um, she wears sunglasses. So it, when she first walks on, I'm like, oh, she's like a billionaire or, or like <laughs> a, someone famous and she's trying to keep a low profile. No, she's just got like mascara everywhere because she's a heroin junkie. And her only like thing she does in it is come out and say, um, oh, I was the, when, when I went to Sunday school as a child or something, I think they talked about this. I think, I think this is a religious mm. thing. But in what way was she able to connect that? Like, did they, did it, does it explicitly <clears throat> written out in the Bible that people will disappear and their clothes will remain on their <laughs> seats? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. What I mean, what's anyway, the, the rapture is like. I'm, I'm trying to poke uh, holes in a fucking shit film. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't they they definitely answer, believe okay. that 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 Christ will rise again. Well, and, it's not like maybe I'm just thing. mad that I couldn't figure it out and she could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, <coughs> this junkie knows what's going on and I have no idea? Well, the, the last character on the plane um, is Jordan Sparks. Um, wait, who has that really? Song. Was that Jordan Sparks? That was Jordan Sparks. Oh, that's funny. From what, No Air? Um, uh, yeah, she was, she was an American no Idol, wasn't she? She was, the, she was the American Idol winner. And uh, she has her daughter there and her former partner is a basketball player? He's uh, a famous player. sports NFL player, player, yeah. yeah. Because, he plays um, for the, the Jets. Yeah, because the dwarf character, he, <laughs> one, he's just angrily staring at her daughter before the rapture and yeah. just, he, just- He's staring at everyone and also- Every non-white person he's, he's pretty hateful towards. I don't, yeah, I mean, maybe this is offensive to say, but he was in first class and those chairs are really big and comfy and you get extra leg room and I'm kind of like, he didn't really need that. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he afforded, he could afford yeah. it. Yeah, so. good on him. <laughs> Um, he's so, he's yeah. angry, you know, life's got him down because he's a little person and it's been hard his whole life. And at one point he stands up like on a suitcase, <laughs> on a chair to get to the overhead compartment. And he's yeah. very like, I'll do it myself. I've managed my whole life with this affliction. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. But he's also, the, he's also the comic relief at the same time. So like, yes. it, do, it doesn't make sense. He's, he's being painted as this guy who can 
who you know can stand up for himself, but they keep like making fun of him. They they may as well put like boing sound effects and stuff when he bends over or falls over. I mean, we'll get there, but especially at the end, that is true. Yeah, so he has that chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I just remembered. Yeah, it got me good. Yeah, he has that I can do it myself. Like, I didn't ask for your help. Yeah, yeah. The nice Muslim character comes over while he's trying to stand, like you know, reach up to put uh, his bag in the overhead compartment, and a guy's like, "Oh, did, would you like me to help you with that?" And he's like, "Did I ask for your help?" And then he's kind of mean mugging everybody, and mm. so he's sitting across the aisle from this little girl who's the who who you know, and he says like, "What are you looking at?" or something, and then she's like, "I drew this picture of my dad. He's a he's a he's a plays in the NFL." He and then he's like, okay, what's his name? And he's and and then no, she starts going like, we have a dog, and the dog like flipped the hammock that my dad was on, and so he hurt his arm. So we're not sure if he'll be able to play this weekend. But if if he does play, he'll be on TV. And then the guy's like, okay, and he just writes down on a piece of paper like, I'm gonna bet three thousand dollars, <laughs> I guess, in the team that is gonna play against his yeah. team because they're missing this this star player. And then, yeah, some other he characters. Doesn't, like, he, does oh, he actually write man. that down? Does he write, I am going to bet $3,000? He definitely, he he definitely says three, three Gs. Gs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, and then, yeah, the person next to him is like, oh, are you a gambling man? And he's and he just says like, yeah. So I guess you know he's a piece of shit because he gambles <laughs> on sports. Um yeah, I don't. I don't know if one player potentially having an injury is enough for you to be like, oh, he's a gambling a man. He doesn't care. Yeah. Gambling men don't care. And, <laughs> and gambling normally, men do not go to heaven. Normally player injuries are like known to the public anyway. It's not like yeah, a secret. Yeah. So I don't know if it's that much of an advantage. But anyway, that's how we know what kind of guy he is. Um, anyway, uh, the little kid disappears. The little black girl whose dad's a footballer, she disappears. The big black guy who's sitting next to the little person disappears. And like one or two, and yeah, the the husband of the lady with dementia is that pretty much it? Well, the guy sitting next to Buck Williams and the guy next to the to the dwarf, yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's it. And then the rest of the movie is just can Nick Cage land the plane, and and also can his daughter um, not commit suicide? She just gives, <laughs> yeah. she just because she she, she can't up. get in touch with her dad, so she assumes that the dad's gone. She knows her brother's gone. She knows her mum's gone. So she's like, what yeah. else have I got to live for? And just as she's about to throw herself off a bridge, well, well, there's one well, other thing that puts her over the edge. She's that? walking under a bridge, and a guy on a moped steals her hand. That's right. Oh, well, the other thing is that um, uh, uh, she sees a bus uh, driver for uh, <laughs> oh, a, a yeah. bridge. That's <laughs> completely up. empty. A school Even bus. Yeah, you no see less. the kids' clothes in the back, like, flying around. <laughs> but, yeah, an empty school bus full of children that has no children in it. But why is it still moving? I'm not familiar with the rapture, but is is it that all children are pure? Like, is it like if you haven't been... Because, I the, again, in my mind of, like, what the fuck's actually happening in this film, I'm like, well... All the kids are gone, but also some adults are gone. And so why are all the kids gone, but only some adults gone? And I was trying to figure it out, like, what the what, what the rhyme or reason behind it was. But I guess <laughs> children are pure. Is that the idea? It, it's just that they haven't had enough of a chance to be a piece uh, of shit. Okay, so like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure some kids didn't make it because they reckon? were just actual cunts. But most kids 
And that was that was spelled out to you when when for so, when she went to the hospital. Everyone was going to the hospital because if you if someone disappears right in front of you, clearly they must have gone to the hospital. So she's, she's gone to search the hospital for her little brother, and there's like a midwife or like a, a mother who's recently given birth or something, and there's just like fucking babies' cradles everywhere with that are empty and like little yeah. name tags from their wrists that are just sitting in the beds. Uh, yeah. She's like, they're all gone. All the children, they're gone. Which is like, what do people think heaven really is? Because do you think mm. it's just a bunch of literal newborn crying <laughs> babies? Because that ain't heaven. Here's my question, and this is how I can um, prove that heaven is is not real, right? Oh, so, this, is, so um, this, this will be good. We we can clip this for YouTube. Um, and put yeah. like a big <laughs> so Declan owns Christians. Go. So, Mitch, you tell me as the resident uh, religious expert. Oh, sure. If I go to heaven, I I can I have like kind of the power to do anything. I can I, I can live like my fantasy life right there. So I can be like I, the best person. I, I can be like Michael Jordan in basketball. I right? guess so. Yeah, yeah. That, that that makes. So I can be I can tracks. be better than Michael Jordan in basketball. Yeah, yeah. So it, now, it, it, what if Michael Jordan's in heaven with me? Is he like that guy's suddenly better than me? Like, can, like, am I beating Michael Jordan? Because if so. That's not heaven for him. But isn't it that everyone's uh, everyone's experience of heaven is like purely for themselves? So like he, oh, he's so not all in, the, in like they're all in alternate universes. World. You have your own no. heaven universe. So you so you don't have your friends and family. You just have like a facsimile proxy. No, you version. do. You do. It's just that their version of heaven they that it might be completely different to yours. So it's it's like you're all dreaming. Yeah, they've just got their own version of you. Like, and also, Michael Jordan's not going to heaven. <laughs> but not after he wore that Heinz moustache in those ads. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But so you're saying that my, like, let's say my version of heaven is it's me, it's Mitch, it's mm-hmm, Hayden, it's mm-hmm. Morgan, and we're just podcasting yeah, 24-7. Yeah. And you're like, that's fucking horrible. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> so you've got your own heaven where in you're In my just heaven, like, I come and podcast once every three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you still, get, you still get to podcast all the time because in your heaven- I do whatever makes you happiest. But I've got like a fake proxy Hayden who's potting with me. I, I've got like a simulated Hayden. Who's well, yeah, but you don't me. know that I'm simulated because yeah. Yeah, the, mm. the facade has to. You, but I think even the simulated version would say, dude, I'm a simulation. The real Hayden's potting once every three months and he's here with his family. Who well, he sure. I mean, but, but you just put that with. down to one of my quirks. Like, yeah. that Hayden, oh, he's oh, funny. Classic Although Hayden. it is strange that he podcasts all the fucking time and never sees yeah. his family. Oh, well. Yeah. And then you know, every think time about he shows up, he's so enthusiastic as well, which he <laughs> never was back in our normal lives. No, see, heaven wouldn't allow you to have those kind of thoughts, Declan. You'd just be in pure bliss all the time. If, if you began questioning things, you wouldn't have made it to heaven in the first place. You'd be in so hell. So if everyone's in pure bliss, heaven is filled with a lot of cum. Well, in your heaven, yeah. Correct. Yeah, I mean, the, just, I mean, in every just artistic render, surrounded by cum all the think, time. So what do you not think clouds those clouds that, are? That's not clouds. No, no, they're no. standing in. They're standing knee deep, gumboot beat deep in cum. In my heaven, in my heaven, when I come, nothing comes out. There's, there's no, there's no mess that comes out. You just have the orgasm, and what? it's fantastic. And. There's no cleanup required. You're just fine. But the mess is like the second best part. The mess is the best part. <laughs> well, in your heaven, there's cum everywhere. Yeah. Okay. In my heaven, there are no bodily fluids whatsoever. It's all dry orgasm. It just kind of like goes away. Like you need a shit. It just goes away. I get all a pretty sticky heaven. I mean, I mean, most nights or mornings. Or oh, okay. I see. Sometimes I see the middle is. of the night. Yeah, dude. 
That rocks. Sticky heaven. Don't need to wash your hands in my heaven. Everything's just clean. So really, heaven is a matrix-like personal simulation. It's a you're personal really, matrix. That's you're exactly you're really in like locked in some sort of glass cabin on your own, but you've got a VR headset. But you take, but you take with you all of your prior knowledge from your time yeah. on this mortal and coil. And do you arrive in the body of you in your prime or you at the age you die? Because I feel like no, there's no, like no. a lot you're, of- like, you're, you're not understanding. It's whatever you want, Declan. What do you, how do you want to arrive? You well, end up in the body of honest? Michael Jordan. I, yes, you can yeah, firstly, I want to beat Michael Jordan in basketball and I okay. want him- him to be there and to feel it and to be like, this place sucks if this fucking guy's beating me, just dunking on me. And that's what will happen. And you won't realize that it's not actually happening because you will be oblivious. Otherwise you're going to hell. But I have one last thing that I want to happen. And I already said they can become everywhere. It's fine. Yeah, but listen to this one. Okay. When I'm in my heaven, I want everyone else to actually be in my heaven and not be fucking proxies. I want them to be locked yes, in my and this, heaven. Again, I said, no, then you're going to that, hell. That's hell, <laughs> okay. yeah. That's that's, <laughs> it's a cash 22. You can't have it that way. So you can you, still enjoy wait, so that you can, if you, you're in hell. You can lose heaven privileges when you're up there. You no, can I'm be saying like, you won't get there. Oh, I'm saying, so if, I, I'm saying you, if you end up in heaven, you will never, ever, you are not built in a way that you will ever realize that it's a facade, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're the kind of person that, you know, pulls and tears at the matrix and realizes, hang on, this is fake, you're never going to get there anyway. You'll just go straight to hell. So you can't make it to heaven. So what you're saying is curiosity will damn you to hell forever. Just the wrong kind of curiosity. Okay. The kind of of curiosity, if if you're the kind of person that- I'm just saying you'll never get to heaven. So there's no question. There's never any concern that that if you go yeah, to heaven, that someone's going to like realize it's all a lie because those kind of people never make it there. So it's yeah. the people who don't question things, who are just uh, don't think about the nature of reality and just accept um, blindly the situation they're in. They're because the because that, that, is, that is the archetype of the person who blindly follows, not maybe not blindly, but follows a religion and believes and has faith, right? And mm-hmm. so- when they get to heaven, they they purely- need to have that faith that the place they're in is the heaven for everybody. Well, they 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 don't need to; they already will because they've had that faith their whole life. And then when they land in heaven, there's no need for them to question it because they've always known that this is what was coming, and they got it. Mm-hmm. So they're not surprised, and they don't ask questions because it's exactly what they were always promised. But wow. okay, so it's pretty cool, what, huh? That brings us to the yeah. the pastor scene. Uh, not pasta, the, the, yeah, priest, the delicious the pr- spaghetti bolognese, <laughs> spaghetti priest. Yeah, he goes to Which church. Is really racist, actually. <laughs> right. So yeah, she while um the daughter is is on the land and and kind of lost, she goes to a church and it's empty, of course, mm-hmm. but for one old black man. Well, yeah, and he's the he's the 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 preacher of that church. Yeah, and he explains that she's <laughs> like, but. If you were just meant to believe, then why are you still here? And, and so like, this is when I realized what happened. This is where I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, yeah, got he's it. He's like, I only knew the words. <laughs> I didn't believe that shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I could recite it chapter and verse, yeah. but literally every second I was saying it, I knew it was bullshit. <laughs> I was he doesn't thinking, say that. Much. I was just getting a paycheck, bank. bro. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was just yeah, good at public like, speaking. It was just a job. I clocked in, clocked out. Mm-hmm. And then when I was off the clock, I was sinning a lot. <laughs> That's right. I may have done some devil worship on my free time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, the stuff I really believe is that dark <laughs> shit, satanic verses type stuff. Anyway, I think that might be the point where she's like, my whole family's gone. 
um, the guy who works in the church is no real help. And then she just goes walking on a bridge alone yep. and then climbs up the ladder of this bridge. And the way it's intercut is like, you're just seeing like one shot of her, like putting a hand on a ladder and then cutting back to Nick Cage for five minutes. Next time we see her, it's like not very well worked together. It's not no. like the scene to scene. There's no flow. There's no like, Oh good. That scene ends on like a big button. And then we jump to this and it, you know, it reacts to what happens or anything. It's just like every now and then we see some shots of her walking, cut back to Nick Cage, <laughs> shots of her climbing, cut back to Nick Cage. Then we get her on top of this bridge. Um, beautiful sunset. The light does not match her face. That We're doing like 360 yeah. spins around her on this bridge. The light's you, always behind we her. We can see that they've really just built like the very top of the bridge, uh, which is a trick we used in me and my mates versus the zombie apocalypse <laughs> yeah. as well. And they've green screened the background. It was and, the Jim Jeffrey shot. Yeah, and she just goes suicidal. She's just going to jump off this bridge. Um, that's where we, we see her. Fortunately, at that very second, Nick Cage and Chad Michael Murray, who remember is in love with her because they spoke for a few minutes in the airport, <laughs> um, call her and they're like, hey, is everything okay? And then she goes, uh, yeah, yeah. Are you guys alive? Are you alive? Yes, we're all we're both alive. Okay, now we have like a reason to live. And then they need her to help her uh, help them land the plane. They basically like find us a runway, put some lights there so we have a safe place to land cuz all the air traffic control is gone and we have no comms or anything. Mm. So, yeah, that's the big finale is a plane landing on an abandoned street that was filled with roadworks. Okay. So, if we can just before the uh, the the f- thrilling finale <laughs> of landing this plane, um, there is a scene where uh, Jordan Sparks, uh, known popster, um, mm. freaks the fuck out. She uh, <laughs> yeah. finds an air traffic controller that has raptured away, yeah, yeah. and just takes a takes the gun and she is whipping it around that cabin. She seems paranoid that they landed the plane while she was asleep and like kidnapped her daughter or her husband, the NFL player, kidnapped her daughter. So she's like, "Where's my daughter? Where is he?" And everyone's trying to calm her down because everyone's just been theory like it could be aliens. Yeah, like they're in a circle around her in this plane, and she's just like. <laughs> She's almost using the gun as like a talking ball. That's like, when I point the gun at you, you're allowed to talk. So no one else talks unless you have the gun pointed at you. No one else so gets it's to like talk one unless they're one. holding the bullet. Yeah. She's whipping it around one by one as they're just, each person is trying to calm her down line by line. Hey, uh, I think you should put the gun down. Well, how about I shoot you? Look, I think we can maybe talk about this. Well, how about I shoot you in the head? And, and the little person who we have said is a, bad person he's hiding behind this asian guy as a human shield he does not want to get shot yeah that's pretty good um, yeah and, and then i don't know they managed to calm her down and they call in uh, uh, meanwhile nick cage has made contact with his daughter and he's like yeah get us a landing strip and she goes dad you can't fuck me <laughs> Um, <laughs> and we well, can't. Yeah. That's why they're remaining in hell. Is the idea of the rapture that the earth then becomes hell? Is that sort of what it is? Because there's lots of looting Seven and the fires darkness. starting and stuff everywhere, and shit's falling apart. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it, it is meant to be seven years of darkness. Um, uh, 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 th- I think they say that in the movie. Yeah. Um, I thought they said where- seven days. Okay. Seven years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's right. it's meant to be the new dark ages to sort of uh-huh. punish everyone. Right. I guess left. Yeah. 
Is that, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that sounds right. I, forg- I just didn't yeah. know the length of time. But we don't get to see any of that. We don't see the like the sky dark I mean, and <laughs> this the four move, horsemen This movie fly ends so strangely. Like I mean, it does, yeah. there's no other way yeah. for it to end. But um, yeah, so 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 the plane's running out of fuel. Uh, the it, it, it's it's a weird trail. movie because they they set these characters up on the plane for you to kind of be rooting for them and kind of you know don't you aren't you rooting for Nick Cage to land the plane and like yeah, yeah there are yeah. stakes involved right but, but what I the don't fuck's care the about point? Anyone else? Okay, well so yeah. so you want him to land the plane. He does Definitely. land the plane. Spoiler alert: He manages it. It's it's really hairy. The the plane runs out Do, of fuel and they slowly some descend. Things blow up on the ground. That's fire. right. It screeches yeah, along. The wheels fall off and it screeches along um, like a road or something and almost catches on fire. And and the nose comes within like half a meter of like a massive like dilapidated gas, gas tanker. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the daughter has to move like a cement roller, yes. like a like a. Yeah, like a steamroller. Yeah, is that what they call steamroller. Yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, come on, and uh, you know, it's just moving really slowly. Yeah. yeah, she's trying to move it out of the way of like blocking this plane, and yeah, so the plane comes to a slow halt, and its nose like almost tips <laughs> just these barrels of oil. So we know, which we've seen about three times that mm. fuel is like can light on fire. Oh yeah, it just movie. explodes. They, they make that very all clear. the time. So then they, yeah, they basically, they all land safely. They, um, they pop open the, <laughs> the, the slide, the slide. The evacuation we, slide, yeah. And, and, and they remind us that the, um, that the cabin, the main cabin is full of people that we don't yeah. know at all. They show all them, but they're like, no, we really only care about first class. Like this is a Christian movie. Um, and then, so yeah, they, they, uh, However they fill that the air into those slides, it's pretty cool. They just like hit a button and it goes psh and pops mm. open. And then they start sliding down. And uh, So the, I just want to take your attention to the top quote, uh, which I will get you to read out. Um, so this is from movie. IMDb. <laughs> the, the, the top quote of the movie. Yeah, so, so fans um, can, can, <laughs> can, can write in quotes um, for their favorite lines in the movie. Uh-huh. This one... Just it doesn't, and sometimes they have dialogue, and sometimes they'll have the action line in a in a square bracket parentheses. Um, and this one just has the square bracket parentheses and says, "Kicks the midget passenger down the escape slide." <laughs> <laughs> so that's someone's favorite line or moment yeah. that they've submitted to the IMDb. It's the top there. one. Yeah. Oh my god. And it's so out of nowhere. It's just like yeah. he's just standing there, like taking a breath, like. Oh, we dropped, and the Muslim guy just comes right up and punts him. Kicks him. Yeah, and I guess we're meant to feel like he deserved it because he's been a bit yeah. old dick, but which he was. I yeah. mean, whereas I just thought he deserved it because he's a weirdo. Like it's weird that he's small. He did uh-huh. freak out at the Muslim guy on the plane when he's like, "I think we should we should maybe pray," and he's like, "Pray to who?" And he's like, "To to God." He goes, "Your God or my God? Your God or my God?" <laughs> Oh, uh, so but he gets he gets punted, so it's fine. <laughs> so, from the Christian point of view of watching this, are we meant what? to think that dwarves, uh, midgets, uh, little people deserve bad treatment because they're mostly pieces of shit anyway? Like that's what it seems to be trying to tell that's us. That's what I took away from it. Like, no, oh God, dude, oh every God. Per- yeah. it's to tell us, you know, every person, every different person is an individual and. You know, we shouldn't give they them be sympathy. Small or large, yeah. they can still be assholes or not <laughs> yeah. assholes. Oh, that shit is crazy. I'm sure, there are plenty of midgets. They just need—they need. They need oh, sorry, little people. They should—they they should have shown more little people clothes yeah. that had condensed into thin air. 
Um, yeah, he even when, he when has the part they, they think like, that we assumed that they're children. Yeah, when he's being all indignant yeah, about being helped with his baggage, he's like, "What do you want?" Uh, he's looking at the little girl, and he's like, "What is it? You want to know where I buy my little clothes? Is that it?" Like he's yeah, he's just really. <laughs> I mean, but like. I don't feel like he's a dick. I'm like, he probably has had these questions all yeah, his life and yeah, he's sick of it. And yeah. so, yeah, he he's turned a he's little done like, with aggro. it. He's got a bit of money because he's in <laughs> yeah. first class. He's like, I don't want to have to deal with this in first class. Yeah. I get it. And I'm assuming he got that money by playing Austin Powers' mini-me character. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's not well, it's not Vern Troyer, but it is no. a guy that uh, I've seen in Scrubs. I don't know yes. the actor's name, but yeah, he's okay. He's in a few episodes of Scrubs. He's one of the janitor's like team of kind of henchmen that always torture JD in Scrubs. And so the three main characters reunite um, oh, yeah. on, on the on the and this is how the film ends. Uh, Nick Cage handsome Mr. Investigative do- journalist and the daughter all sort of stand in front of the plane, look out like at like the f- city other. on fire. And one of them <laughs> says like, is this how it ends? Or is, is this the end? Yeah. And then one of them says, oh, I think this is just the beginning. A fade yeah. to black quote from the Bible that was like, I don't know. Uh, we don't know when it's going to happen, but it will happen one day. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> we like, know not what day. Man may not knoweth. But man will experience. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get the context, but I guess they were just saying that like there will be a sequel to this, and that's where the real story will get happening. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I, I just thought they were commenting that this is the beginning of the rapture, and, and it's just going to be fucking horrible for the next yeah, it until is, they it die. Is. I think it could be, but, yeah, but, but also, yeah. yeah. But, but maybe it being the beginning of the ratchet means that they'll have another movie, right? Which sees these it. three redeemed somehow. Somehow God made a mistake, and they yeah. managed to get to heaven. Which, as we talked about before, is filled with cum. So they tried to make the sequel for a while, <laughs> and and now it seems like they are making one. But I don't think Nikki Whelan is in it. I don't think Chad Michael Murray will be in it, and we know Nick Cage isn't in it because Kevin Sorbo plays his character. Is right. it that is it that Nick Cage is just one of these guys who really likes acting? And like, do you think is his deal that he really doesn't care and he's just having fun all the time? And well, I think with this one, his brother was a big fan of the book. The book, and okay. um, he is an actual uh, priest himself, so he did it as his a brother favor is to or his brother, his, or Nick Cage's Nick brother. Cage's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it may have also been in the period of time where he was maybe having financial troubles and needed some... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he seems to be, you know, kind of top of his game right now. Like, yeah, he's, most, he's, um, he's had a renaissance beloved. recently. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this is definitely... During the period of... Yeah, and I'm, uh, but that's the thing. I feel like Mum and Dad came around that time, which is a movie where it's like a zombie virus where all the parents want to kill their children. Mm-hmm. And um, he's just an unhinged uh, dad in a house trying to, like, eat and murder his children. Uh, it's great. Okay. Um, so, like, he, he was – he's – but that's the thing. He's always been doing good work. It's just mixed in with, like, movies with no budgets yeah. that he was just willing to do. Yeah. So, I don't know. But also, like, 80% of this movie is him in the cockpit of a plane with green screen windows. So, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, show up to a studio, Easy. you do your yeah. lines. And then maybe he did the whole thing in, like, a week or something, you know? I don't imagine it would have taken long. There yeah. wasn't any yeah. any big chunks that needed good See, act. that's the well, funny thing is even if you, if from the outside, if you're judging someone's career and you're like, 
oh, he used to be in big movies or the National mm. Treasure movies or whatever. And then you go, oh, now he's in these. And then he's like, dude, I, I made a million dollars for a week's work. Mm. Like mm. even while you thought I was not around or was doing movies no one heard of or no one liked, I still was making a lot of money for like not having to work that much. Yeah, I don't think he was ever like actually poor. Yeah. I think sometimes he was just like, Let's just slam out some uh, fake-looking movies. Yeah. Movies that could easily just be a Photoshop poster of anyone. And I was interested to know what Chad Michael Murray had done since he did, like, nine seasons of One Tree Hill. Mm. And it turns out he's doing a lot of these kind of movies as well. Not necessarily Christian, but, like, Hallmark movies. Oh, yeah. um, And, like, low-budget action movies. You know how Bruce Willis, before it was uh, public that he had, like, a degenerative brain Mm. Just illness or whatever. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that he had a thing. Yeah, yeah, because he was putting out, out like. So it it was just one of those things where in the last five years he just started making fucking garbage. Yeah, and we were like, why? Like it, it again? It's 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 a it's a bait and switch maneuver where you can put Bruce Willis on the poster. Yeah, he can show up for. 10 minutes of your movie and then you can just like slap some shit together in iMovie and put it out <laughs> on Letterbox and people And he was doing a lot of up. these because they could obviously get funding and they again they would probably pay him like a million dollars mm. of their two million dollar budget mm. to come in for like a few days and he would just like not learn his lines and stuff mm. but Chad Michael Murray has been in three of those movies with Bruce Willis <laughs> in like the last two years so if you look through his IMDb you'll see a picture on the little poster next to his name of Chad Michael Murray and Bruce Willis on the poster for three different movies that all look exactly the same, have a similar kind of title. So he's just doing the same thing where it's like, yeah, I don't have to do a lot of work for these and I still, no. you know, I'm, I'm still making money. I'm acting. trying to understand if what you're saying is that like the excuse for doing bad movies is that he's got a degenerative brain disease or disorder or is it that he's doing that because he needs more money more quick to treat the brain disorder or is he making bad decisions because of the brain disorder well i believe it was more like <laughs> uh let me do as much acting like as little but as much okay, acting as okay. i can to make as much money yep. so i can retire because yep. he's now officially retired from it oh, he's, okay. he's just gonna hang out with his family as i guess like things get worse yep. and worse okay but i do think that in the making of those movies i don't know how much he was there. Well, like, why would you care? You're like, you're going to die. Control. Like, all right. Yeah. Well, he had, don't he don't had give a shit what people think of my career then. He had this thing where he, could, he, uh, uh, he couldn't understand kind of words coming in as well. Mm-hmm. So he had to get an earpiece and they would feed him the line and he would just say it. Oh, out. Yeah. Okay. And there was an article in the LA times that came out after maybe he, he, I think what happened was, you know how, when someone's writing an article about you, they contact you for comment mm-hmm. and then, if it's something about you, sometimes you'll just be like, all right, I got to come out and admit this before this article comes out and like own the narrative. Mm-hmm. So I think Rebel Wilson just did it recently with being outed as being in a relationship with a woman. Um, <clears throat> I think they did that where the LA Times was writing an article about the movies he's doing. And like there were stories in there about like not having good control of the guns and like mm. not knowing his lines mm. and that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, his family came out and, and he put it out a statement uh-huh. basically like a, a couple of days before this article came out. Um, so, yeah, I think it was also wearing an earpiece, not really knowing your lines, kind of not knowing what's going on in the scene and then mm. them being like, hey, can you point that gun here? And then you like point it the wrong way and maybe fire it when you shouldn't have and stuff. And so mm. potential dangerous got things. I like Baldwin on your yeah. hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
I think in the article they denied that there had been any like dangerous things on set. But, oh yeah. But yeah, he's also retired completely now. So um, yeah. And Chad Michael Murray is like alongside him in all these movies. So good on him. He's getting something in the out game. of it. Yeah. He's- Handsome guy. And honestly did a good job. Like I didn't really like his character in this. Cause it was just that kind of like, Douchey, handsome, charismatic, like mm. nice guy falling in love with the with the girl, but let's get him down. Yeah, and make him let's do get something him down. good. What does that mean? Let's, <laughs> let let's get him to Australia <laughs> and put him in something. Hey, um, the me? only Rebel Wilson I want to hear about is the Wilson uh, basketball or uh, volleyball rather that I purchased from Rebel Sport. Mm. Rebel Wilson. Volleyball. You know she's um, she's doing a lot of work with a one of those giant energy drink companies. So she's changed her name to Red Bull Wilson. <laughs> I feel like we isn't Red Bull Wilson an old thing that has been said on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We've been doing we this so long. We might have just reverted back to this. <laughs> well, that's that's the natural way to end a podcast. Yeah, that's just a little throwback <laughs> to our fans who have stuck with us through thin and How thin. How many more movies we got? <laughs> we got to try and finish them off. I, I think there's nine to ten, uh, like maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, official on the list. Oh, we got we, another little We've also. Too. Did you guys ever watch Dark Crimes with Jim Carrey? Because no, I watched this movie no. like eight months ago, and we've never done am, the episode. I am going to try and watch Sonic Two with the kids <laughs> later. That, that, oh, that, that has Jim Carrey in it. All right, I'll try. I had a guest lined up for Dark Crimes, and then it's. Uh, it's been like eight months or yeah. something. Yeah. So, um, I've got a couple guests lined up as well. So we got to get back into it. This isn't a promise. Who knows when the next episode will come. But the point <laughs> is the show's not dead. We've survived COVID. Um, yeah. Have you got COVID I yet? I still Hayden? am yet to have COVID. That'll probably put a dampen on our plans as well. I'm sure we'll be like back in it and we'll be ready to do like 20 episodes and then you'll get sick again. I couldn't even, I I don't have COVID and I couldn't even drive over like the 20 minutes it takes to get to your house today (laughs) to make this happen. So (laughs) if I have COVID, I'll do it from here again. Anyway, thanks to everyone who's stuck with us. Thanks for sending us uh, the mailbox is full, the post box, the PO box is full. All the fans have been clamoring, screaming for them. I'm getting texts. Some of them have got my personal number. I don't appreciate (laughs) that. I'm talking about you, Sam. Please stop asking me when more episodes are coming out. Here's one and let that tide you over for the next six months. Hopefully we get some more. I've, I've built this podcast studio and I want to use it. That is true. Well, you, do you know, pot in there. should we do ratings? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's just give a quick number. Hayden, what do you give this out of 10? Uh, I'm going to give this a seven. I was, seven. I was, thoroughly, wow. I was thoroughly entertained. And that's very, on the potato scale. That's not like that's, a movie yeah, no, scale. No, it's not yeah. like the potato scale. It's more like it's more like a five. I'm going to give this a five point seven. Okay. And I think I don't know if that's one of the highest. I'll, I got to fix up the spreadsheet. It's been a long time <laughs> since we've added to it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, this movie was like totally watchable. Definitely boring. Definitely corny and cheesy. Oh, yeah. But like whatever. It, it had a good message, and I'm converted. <laughs> I'm converted. So Mitch, what's your score, buddy? Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, we, we were saying it was going like nothing else. Like it was, it was watchable mm-hmm. to the point and I, I mm. we laughed a good amount of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And at one point I wanted to yeah. see how long was left and we were like, <laughs> oh shit, there's only like 20 minutes left. Like this is. Were you guys watching it at normal speed? Yeah. We did. Yeah. Because I started at the same time of as you and I might have I was multitasking and sending emails at the same time <laughs> had to pause it a couple of times yeah. but 
you still finish the movie before me. That's crazy. It's on Netflix, by yeah. the way, if anyone wants to watch Left Behind, which yeah, Mitch yeah. gives what out of 10? Uh, I was going to give it like uh, a four because it is like it, it's garbage. But, yeah. you know, the 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 it was a fun time. So let's go like, yeah, 5.2, 5.2. 5.2 on the Richter scale. That's the end of the episode. We'll see you next time on Truly Rotten Potatoes. Bye. Bye.